Welcome to an O'Reilly Media Podcast. Today, I'm joined by David C., Senior Vice President of Marketing at Cubal, who will be speaking with John Slocum, Vice President of Data Management Platform at MediaMath, an industry-leading digital marketing platform. They'll be talking about how data is impacting the media industry, including what companies are doing with audience analytics platforms, and how innovators in this space are using data. David and John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. And uh, John, welcome. And uh, I think we'll have a we'll have an interesting conversation. And maybe we should just jump right in and and sort of start with tell us a, a little bit about how you see data transforming the media industry, and and particularly how is it transforming business models in the media industry? Sure. Well, uh, thanks, David, and and thanks, Nicole. This is a great question. Obviously, there's a there's a lot to it, right? What we're seeing specifically uh, evolve over over the the past ten years since the uh, introduction of programmatic is that clients are more focused on outcomes than they previously were, and you know outcomes being uh, return on marketing investment, return on spend, whereas previous goals might have just been to spend a particular budget. Right. It might have been driving particular number of clicks or visitors uh, and driving uh, uh, reach. But with data, incorporating that into our analytics and optimization in our platform, we're able to get a sense of what clients uh, should expect to be able to achieve and help them achieve that. And in a client's ability to achieve that, we we find uh, our most sophisticated clients are able to differentiate themselves from their competition, right? And we see data providing that differentiation. So, John, you know, the media industry obviously has had data for a long time. You know, what's changed? Like, why is becoming data-driven such a make-or-break capability now? And, and, you know, what's been the big sort of, you know, innovations or transformations that, that make data so much more important now than, or, or, and the availability of data so much more important now than it was, you know, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years ago? I think a big part of that is, well, geez, there's so much to that question. Really, there's, there's so much data uh, available and so much more data available now, especially in the media industry than, uh, than there was even five, 10 years ago. Part of that is device and addressability proliferation stemming from, you know, the massive explosion of devices and channels. If you think about the number of devices that consumers have on average today versus the number of the devices that they may have had 10 or 20 years ago uh, and, uh, you know, associated with them, and, and it may not just be a, a phone or an iPad, it might be um, a connected television, right? You think about the Internet of Things. Uh, you think about just our, our ability as marketers to identify those devices across channels and start to derive insight from our understanding of, of what those devices are doing that, that we can see. That in and of itself is just is producing a, a, a tremendous amount of data. And then we also see the expectation in market uh, uh, to be able to learn from that data, to be able to use it to um, uh, inform business outcomes, to inform uh, optimization on media campaigns, inform messaging. And not only are the availability of data and the expectations of uh, outcomes in using that data really changing the playing field, but the um, tool set 
to leverage that data has evolved as well, right? So things that we're doing today uh, that uh, were maybe concepts five years ago or, or 10 years ago, uh, you know, uh, reading um, the book written by the, the founders of, of Kubel, hearing about how Hadoop and, and Hive was really invented uh, and, and started to take shape, right, is I think a great way to start to understand how the tool set that marketers can use to address this data challenge has evolved just over the last 10 years. So really, you know, still still super new, emerging, evolving techniques and technologies to address this explosive set of data. And so the output of that, you know, we start to get into uh, AI and machine learning type of uh, conversations, right? We're, we're able to uh, start um, being a lot more predictive and being predictive at scale. So you know, that's something that uh, Immediamath has been focused on really since the inception of the company um, is, is how do we use data to drive campaign performance, to drive outcomes uh, for our clients? And what does that look like? And then how do we how do we improve upon that? How do we scale upon that? How do we broaden the applicability of the intelligence and, and predictive nature of our engine, of our brain, right, to, to tackle more problems for our clients. That's how kind of we see it evolving. And, and, you know, that's my take on why we're seeing it evolve the way that we are. That's great. Uh, I want to come back to this AI thing in a minute. But before we do that, can you talk for a little bit about sort of what are the typical uses of data that you see in media companies? And then maybe you can sort of contrast that with uh, what you see some of the innovators doing with data and analytics. Yeah, sure. So uh, typical use cases, right? Um, it just from what I see being at MediaMath here, um, you know, MediaMath has, has long offered what I'd refer to as, as canned reporting, maybe configurable reporting, kind of simple aggregated reporting that we expose as part of our platform that will help advertisers understand the performance that they're seeing in their campaigns. And, and you know, we may be able to slice those reports along certain dimensions. We can get down to strategy level, which is a little bit more granular uh, across specific campaigns. We can look at specific audiences and, and, and kind of see the impact those are having on a strategy by strategy level. And that, you know, was uh, certainly good enough uh, the first few years of medium mass operation. But, um, you know, what we, what we started to see probably yeah, maybe four or five years ago or so, um, was a lot of demand for more granular insight, more custom insight. And, you know, some of our more sophisticated clients were asking for the ability to uh, see performance by a specific sample of audience data, right? They may not want to see performance uh, aggregated in a particular campaign or a strategy, but they might want to sample performance elsewhere and, and look for uh, audiences that may not even be a specific defined audience segment to see, you know, what's popping, really, which audiences are performing best in particular campaigns without necessarily even running those audiences in those campaigns, which is, is an interesting problem if you, if you think about it, right? That really requires that 
we're storing the data at a user level and we're, we're sampling that data and sampling the performance of those audiences across campaign populations at the user level and, and bubbling that back up with some indication of significance of that sample to tell our clients, right, how they, how they think those audiences should perform. Right. That's that's one example is just testing audiences, finding performant audiences. Another is path to conversion analysis. Right. So in in our world, very important KPI is uh, is conversion. Right. So if we're running a, a media campaign, we want to know the effectivity of that media campaign, and generally, you know, we'll often communicate that in terms of conversion. So if we're seeing uh, high conversion rates in a particular campaign or, you know, lower CPA, which are costs per acquisition, right, we'll kind of want to understand, well, what's happening in that campaign. And the, the path to conversion report will actually let us determine what individual user populations who are surfacing in a particular campaign are doing prior to converting. Right. It'll show us what sites they've been visiting. It'll it could show us, you know, what media strategies we've seen them in. It could show us, you know, where they're coming from and what their indicated interests are prior to conversion. We can use that information to optimize further. Right. We can use that information to modify targeting in those particular campaigns or, or bid more aggressively on those users if we see a a pathway that that seems to be driving many conversions, right? Those are those are just two examples, right? But primarily, the more yeah, I mean, the the more sophisticated clients will be looking to know their audience better and use that information to be more successful in communicating with those audiences. Awesome. Uh, you you touched on uh, AI. It's obviously a, a sort of a very hot topic these days. Uh, can you talk for a minute about kind of how AI can be applied in a media company and, and what kind of you know business outcomes and benefits could you expect by using AI or machine learning technologies? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, we, we see competence in AI or machine learning uh, as a competitive differentiator for, for media math. It's something that uh, you know, we've uh, invested heavily in. Um, I think as a business focused on programmatic media, it's probably a table stake at this point, right? Because setting up a predictive model is probably not that hard, right? If you're doing it in an ad hoc fashion, anybody with um, an intro to statistics class can set up a regression model and, and kind of run that and just do one off here and there and, and kind of identify significant drivers of independent variables that are, are contributing to a certain outcome uh, and, and get those coefficients and apply them. It's, it's not hard to do here and there, but when you're talking about uh, billions of events informing a particular model and shaping that model to drive outcomes on a, on a very specific, you know, at a, at a campaign level basis or something like that, then the challenge with the predictive model there is, is structuring it such that it is uh, continuously learning and evolving from the data and changing conditions as those conditions evolve. Right, so the you know the challenge isn't the prediction itself. The challenge is uh, building out that predictive model so that it adapts and it learns and it evolves over time to stay relevant and stay successful. 
right, in driving the outcomes that clients are looking for. So as a, as a media company, if you're not looking at AI and machine learning, you're going to have a hard time driving those outcomes and driving the performance that the more sophisticated clients are, are looking for and, you know, that, that we see uh, the majority of the market uh, looking for over the next several years. You know, we've talked a bit about sort of data and technology. One of the things that, you know, we hear all the time is, you know, it's not just about having the data. It's also about sort of the people, process, culture, et cetera. So, uh, you know, how do data-driven, you know, media companies behave differently than sort of traditional businesses? Like what's different about them? Hmm, That's a good one, too. Uh, These are great questions. Well, you know, I would... I would look back a few years. I would say that MediaMath has um, always been a data-driven company, and and we've we've been evolving and, and learning as a data-driven company uh, over the years. And we actually uh, started working with Cubal uh, uh, internally in 2014. And the thing that happened at, at the time was there was just a recognized need to get to the raw user level data that was coming in from our bidders and all our pixel servers and you know our attribution processes that are just picking up vast amounts of data across different channels and across multiple campaigns and strategies serving a variety of clients and internally a lot of our client account teams were seeing a need to be able to retrieve and work with this data to derive insights, to feed it back to clients who were who were demanding it, to troubleshoot even, to diagnose, to see really what was happening with client campaigns on our platform and, and try to figure out the best way forward for those clients. So we saw, you know, this this thirst for more answers that account teams suspected they could find in the data and they just needed a tool set to access that data, to work with it. And they couldn't wait for you know, the analytics team at the time or, or data engineers to answer all of those questions for them. Uh, so there was there was really a hunger for uh, self-service access to this data, which Cubal started providing um, in in the form of you know an, an analytics platform that uh, somebody who wasn't a data engineer could work with and and could use effectively um, to start asking and answering those questions of the data. And I think that's common in data-driven organizations, right? We see, you know, fast forward and, and MediaMath has been working with clients uh, using Cubal uh, in in our own client-facing offering, what we call data mining console. And we work with our clients directly because they have need to get to the data themselves as well. So, you know, internally as a as a data-driven organization, right, the, the hallmarks there is is access to data, right? The ability to work with that data and you know the need to ask and answer questions of that data. And that I think extends beyond media math specifically and into our into our client base as well. So uh, a lot of companies would would say that uh, this idea of kind of self-service access to data, data democratization is a bit scary. You know, how did you guys overcome, you know, what would be some very natural fears about, you know, letting users, you know, have unfettered access to, to, you know, all this different, you know, all these different sources of data? 
well, definitely takes a takes a little bit of work and some thought about how and to whom we want to expose the data. And um, there are definitely some ETL processes on the incoming data that uh, you know we we need to do some data scrubbing, some compression, some processing prior to exposing that user level data back in our platform. Uh, and you know we're using um, uh, AWS services to manage the data specifically, so we're able to permission that data appropriately using roles and assigning the proper user privileges on top of that data. Right, so we don't want to take kind of our uh, source of truth data set and expose that across the organization to everyone with uh, read, write, delete privileges because we don't want to be messing up that data set, so to speak. So, you know, thinking that through, um, ensuring that you know you have some some admin control over the data sets that you're exposing, and then a basic user group or user role that keeps the, I think, newer or less practiced users from getting into trouble is important. And then working with those users as well, right? Identifying the folks who need access to this tool, who want access to this tool, and working with them to train them on the basics, right? Write a query using partitions on the data so you're not kicking off massive MapReduce jobs that are going to tie up your cluster for the rest of the afternoon. Right? Just just little things like that that seem kind of simple to a more experienced analyst are important to communicate out to a larger user base. We're coming towards the end of our time, but uh, I was hoping you could uh, could help our listeners with kind of some tips and tricks or some suggestions for how to be successful in, in you know, becoming a data-driven media organization and, you know, or, or some lesson learned, you know, lessons learned along the way from your path that you think might be helpful? Yeah. So great question. I think the most important thing to know before pursuing a data-driven approach or the most important thing to think about is the problem that you're trying to solve. Right. Ultimately, what are you what are you trying to do with data that you think you can do with data or that you suspect you can do with data? And you might not know the exact answer to that question. And and that's totally fine. Right. For media math, what we think we can do with data is drive outcomes and performance for our clients. And we have a variety of questions that stem from that overarching goal that uh, we can turn to uh, Kubel and, and turn to uh, our user level data to help answer. But um, really thinking about the high level goal and, and then maybe the steps to get there, right? Who do you want helping you get to that objective? Uh, how do you see that happening? What tool do you need to get there? What tools do you need to get there? And, and what's the approach that you want to take? And, you know, the the rest is execution. If you can answer those questions, and, and you know, those can be surprisingly difficult questions to answer. But uh, if you can get those questions answered and, and then lay out a, an approach to get there and, and find uh, find the right partner or partners to help you get there, I think the rest is execution. Great. Well, John, thank you very much for your time uh, and some uh, great uh, insights. And uh, Nicole, we'll, uh, we'll hand things back to you. Great. Thank you so much, David and John. It's been a pleasure.